It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're having a great day in the Lord. We are live in studio. Our number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. If you've got questions about the Word of God, things that are going on in your life, love being able to get into God's Word together and go to God's uh, throne. Again, the number is 303-690-3000. All of our lines are open. Also, if you'd like to send me a text question or a prayer request, you can do that at 720-336-0897. We'd like to welcome all of our listeners on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey on Hope FM. I want to give you guys a shout out as well as welcoming all of our listeners here in Colorado been meditating today on the book of Daniel. We're starting Daniel this weekend at Rocky Mountain Calvary, and I've been impressed by Daniel's willingness to stand up for his godly convictions. Here he is, a young man taken from Jerusalem, kidnapped, taken captive, placed in Babylon, where they change his name, cause him to learn a new language, give him the king's delicacies, really trying to indoctrinate him. But Daniel holds on to his relationship with the Lord And it declares to us in Daniel 1, verse 8, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not uh, defile himself. We need to prepare our hearts for what we know is going to be temptation, that the world is trying to conform us, to push us into its mold, and to determine, no, I am going to stand uh, for the Lord. Mind-blowing how God used Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, four young men who were committed to the Lord, to radically impact Babylon. So, so Babylon was trying to impact them, but instead they impacted Babylon for God. And that's the kind of life that we want to live as well through the strength of the Lord. Again, this is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. The heart and the purpose of this show is for you to be able to call in with questions that you've got about the scripture or things that are going on in your life or a particular uh, doctrine. So if you've got a question today, feel free to give me a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I'd like to welcome all the listeners in Colorado Springs. If you are listening today in Colorado Springs, I'm broadcasting live from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Would love to hear from you, whether you've uh, got a question uh, from the phone or also from text. The number here to dial is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. We have a text question that comes in. 
Joyce Myers, uh, your thoughts? And so good good question here on Joyce Myers. Always want to try to answer honestly and also uh, biblically. Uh, from what I know of Joyce Myers' teaching, uh, there are some things that she teaches uh, that doesn't line up uh, with Scripture, uh, specifically the prosperity doctrine or the word of faith uh, doctrine that if you believe, then uh, you will re- receive. And we know from Scripture that Paul believed, but yet there was still a thorn in his flesh that God didn't remove. And and greater faith is to receive whatever God gives uh, from his hand. Uh, and so I would encourage you uh, with Joyce Meyer and with any other author that you read to always take it back through the lens of Scripture. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000 or text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Scott in Baltimore. Scott, welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you, brother, for taking my call. i got a quick Bible question. I was just getting off of work, and I was sitting reading, and uh, I was reading Matthew, and I came across the uh, when Jesus crossed the sea, and his uh, best man came up to him with the swine. Now, Matthew uh-huh. says there's, there was two possessed men, two demon-possessed men, yet Luke chapter 8 says there was only one. Can I? Can you clarify what, what was going on there, why there's two in one and one in the other? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, in Matthew's account, uh, he mentions two demon-possessed men, and then in Mark and Luke's account, he just uh, mentions one. And one of the things that we find in the gospel accounts is that you'll have uh, greater detail in one account than the other. So I do believe that there were two men uh, because of Matthew's account, but Mark and Luke focus in on one man. So out of the two, there was one that was predominant. There was, there was one that got the attention uh, that ultimately Christ really began focusing on. Um, and so it's almost like when someone's uh, writing down the events of a car accident, uh, one might pull out more details than the other or, or different specific details uh, uh, than the other. So I do think there were definitely two men, but Mark and Luke focus on the one man. Okay, yeah, I, I, that's what I thought. I just wasn't 100% sure because it, that was like the first time that something has really stood out like that. And I yeah, just wanted to get yeah, it you bet. Great question. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the answer. Yeah, God bless you. Have a great evening. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Text is very uh, convenient. If you've got a text question, uh, feel free to grab your device and, and shoot me a text, and I will definitely try to get to that or also a prayer request. We do have all of our lines open, 303-690-3000. I'd like to invite you to Rocky Mountain Calvary. Our services are Saturday night at 6, also Sunday morning at 9 and 11. We're starting the book of Daniel. This would be a great weekend to come and join us if you're looking for a church. We've got children's ministry and youth ministry. Also, if you're outside of Colorado Springs, you can worship with us through our live stream. If you go to our website and click under teachings, it'll give you a link to our live stream. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're having a great
great afternoon in the Lord. If you're driving down the road or at work or already home for uh, the evening, if you've got a question about the word or a situation that you're going through, the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Let's go to line one uh, to Jack in Denver. Jack, are you there on line one? Hello, are you there? Welcome to Calvary Live. Oh, hi. How you doing, Pastor? Good. How you doing? Uh, I'm great. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I do appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, we came across uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, one of the members of the church I assist to, that I go to. Um, they claim to be perfect. I mean completely perfect as in no sin whatsoever but and I can understand the fact that we are perfect through Jesus Christ but we ourselves are not or am I wrong uh, I want you to explain a little bit to make that because they he think this person thinks that his church is perfect and I mean perfect because that's what they yeah claim. Yeah, it's a great uh, question. Yeah, you bet. You know, Romans 3.23 uh, tells us, For all have sinned and fall short uh, of the glory of God. Uh, and then also 1 John 1.9, uh, John's writing to believers, and he says uh, that uh, when we sin, that we're to, to confess our sin, and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, and so through Christ, we're forgiven. Through Christ, we're justified. But until we go home to be with the Lord, we're far from perfect. And uh, we, we fall short in thought and in heart and intent and deed. So I think the Bible is uh, very clear that we still very much have our sinful nature until we go home to be with the Lord. In that case, I quoted all of these parts of the Bible to him, and he's a he's a Sunday Bible teacher, and uh, he created a little bit of a friction between you know at that time with the conversation because um, when I asked when I asked him the question, I said, "So, do you think your church, you guys, are perfect? Your church is perfect?" And he said, "Yep." So that made me a little upset. It made me uncomfortable, meaning that all I've done, you know, for coming to Christ ever since I, 27 some years ago, meaning that all of that has gone to the trash. But then again, like you just said, we all fall short of the grace of God. And they, yeah. they still believe they are perfect people. You know, I think another thing to kind of meditate upon there, Jack, is in the Scripture, we have a lot of examples of churches, um, from the book of Acts to Paul's letters to the Corinthians and uh, Colossae and Philippi, and then Jesus writing to the seven churches in Revelation. And we see all of those churches dealing with sin as believers. And so I think, uh, unfortunately, this individual is, 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 is false in what they're, what they're teaching, and, and uh, we've got to always go back to the Word of God. So. Okay. Because they, 
they, they claim that uh, if you ever know, I don't know if you're familiar with John, uh, I mean, is, uh, is it John Calvin or... Uh, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, okay, see, they claim that it is possible to live a perfect, perfect life. And I don't think that is the case. Otherwise, what is the need of us to go to church and what was the need of Christ to die for us if we, I don't, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think you're on the right track, Jack, and I just uh, thank you for your call and encourage you to continue taking things back through Scripture. So thank you so much for calling. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. Also, you can uh, send us a text at 720-336-0897. You know, just to kind of go in a little more uh, to what uh, Jack was uh, saying in his question, is is there some uh, churches and believers that would uh, believe in uh, sinless perfection, uh, meaning that as a believer, uh, prior to going to heaven, that we can end up getting to the place where we are perfect, where we, we never fall short, we never sin, we never think a thought that we're not supposed to. Um, and from my understanding of Scripture, uh, we do see uh, believers struggling with sin, and we can have victory in Christ, uh, but there will be those times, unfortunately, uh, that we do uh, fall into sin, and that's when we need to get right uh, with with the Lord. Um, Paul writes, or excuse me, John writes in 1 John 2, verse 1, he says, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And there we find the beautiful balance. God doesn't desire for us to sin. He's provided a way of escape. But if we do sin, Christ is our advocate who has, has died uh, for us. So again, you're listening to Calvary Live. The number here is 303-690-3000. Let's go to line two to Alfred and Greeley. Alfred, welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going, Eric? Good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I just wanted to do a prayer request. My church is, um, I go to Healing Way Ministry in Greeley, Colorado, and I okay. want to pray for all the people that are going to do the concert, Pyrex, Slick Reborn, Jay River, and the whole Healing okay. crew, and uh, also for my church that the event goes well and uh, we touch some people, you know. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, let's pray. God, Lord, thanks for Alfred and his church, and thanks for them reaching out uh, through this concert, Lord, and we and this event. We pray that you'd really bless it and you'd really use it, that the gospel would be preached and, and many people's lives would be touched, that they'd come to know you, come out of darkness into the, the marvelous light. Thanks for Alfred. Pray you would, you would use him at this event as well and use everybody who is serving. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, yep, and it's all are welcome. It's at the Island Grove Regional Park at 1 o'clock, and it's a car show and a concert, and we're going to have a bunch of food, prayer, and stuff. For set. It's going to be awesome. All right. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks for calling, Alfred. Bless you, too. Thank you, Eric. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening today to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Our lines are open, 303 690 if you have a prayer request, maybe things are going on in your family, uh, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, prayer for kids as they go to school, questions about sections of Scripture, 303-690-3000. Also, if you'd like to send a text, it comes right to me, 720-336-0897. 
I'd like to take a moment to pray for all of our students uh, that are headed back to school uh, here in Colorado. Not sure what the school schedule is on the East Coast, um, but let's lift up all these students uh, that are um, going back to school. Lord, we just uh, thank you for all of our kids. And Lord, as they head back to school and face many things that, that Daniel faced uh, with, with a culture that doesn't love you, that's trying to steer them away from Christ, we pray that there would be many kids that are like Daniel that have purposed in their heart to follow you, God. And uh, we pray for all of the teachers. So we ask for your grace to be upon them and your, your strength, that your message of, of light and love would go throughout the schools in Colorado and on the East Coast, and you would keep the kids safe. Give the parents strength, give the kids strength, and uh, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to David in Denver. David, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. Thanks for taking the call. Absolutely. Yeah, so my question was, you know, uh, there's a call that came earlier about, you know, the, the person that was saying that the church was perfect and, uh, and it could not sin. But, but mm -hmm. my question is, I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there's, there's this um, doctrine that, that goes around that says that uh, that you don't necessarily, when you when you become saved, that you don't necessarily have to accept accept Jesus as your Lord only as your Savior uh, to, be, to to be sufficient. Which means that uh, that you don't necessarily have to have all His Lordship over you, just just His saving grace. Uh, and I struggle with this belief because you know myself uh, in my experience and in what I read in the Bible, I cannot find it. And I, and I listen to you all the time, and I don't I I don't see. And I see the same thing. I see the same the same teaching. You know, the mm -hmm. the that you do have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, which means that you you would not live a life sinning, but the sin will be uh, not not the practical life, but the inconsistency. Uh, not the rule, but you know, but the exception. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's always good to take these questions back to Scripture. And in Romans 9 uh, and 10, uh, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will, you will be saved. And, and there we see the importance of confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believing uh, in your heart. And it goes on to say, For with the heart one believes unto salvation— for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. And so right there from God's word, we do see the importance of belief and surrendering our lives to Christ where, where he is our Lord, where he takes uh, the control of our life and is on the throne uh, of, of our life. Now, having said that, uh, you know, it's not a works-based salvation or how much is enough evidence that your life belongs to Christ. Uh, but it, it is a reality that I've come to understand that I have made a mess of my life and I don't want to be in control of my life anymore and I'm surrendering my life to Christ uh, and inviting him to be my Lord. So I think the Bible is clear that it teaches that that uh, we, in belief, we accept Jesus as our Lord. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, and that's, that's, that's my position too. Now my question is, how, how much... Um if how much um how would I how would I word this? Uh, if I don't disagree, if I don't agree necessarily with the church on this position, because they take the other position about just God being safe, having His saving powers is enough, and the lordship, the 
over you comes with over with time. But how much um, can a member of a church be in like myself? Do uh, not agree with doctrine, and and what would be a major point to to tell yourself is the time for me to start looking for another church or? You know, the the most important teaching of the church and the body of Christ is the gospel and how people um, are, are saved and come to know Christ as their Savior. So it's definitely worth sitting down with one of your pastors and asking him to uh, share with you the, what he believes the gospel to be and how somebody uh, comes to know Christ as, as their Savior and re- receives eternal life. Uh, and I would say you need to be like-minded with whatever church you're going to on the gospel. Okay, so you would say uh, that that is a fundamental. That's that is something that would need to be stable, right? That's not that's not a minor doctrine that one can just no let go of, right? Right. Correct. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. My other question. Well, I don't know if you have time. If not, I can end it here. Yeah, go for it. What's on your mind? But, my other question is this. So uh, a lot of times, you know, what, what happens with when you don't teach a Lord's salvation, a lot of times they come and mind the carnal Christian or the, you know, that a Christian can live a life in the flesh and yet still be safe. And that's not what I see in scriptures. Uh, I don't know what you think on that. I think you've got to be careful. You know, it's it, it, God knows the hearts and he knows a person's uh, where they're at with him and how he's working in their in their life, um, and we can be quick to make the the wrong judgment. Um, you know, if if somebody is a believer and the Spirit of God lives inside of them, and they are living a carnal life, uh, one is I think we all do that at times if we're honest, and then the other is the biblical example of the Apostle Paul who addressed the church of Corinth, who was living carnally, and he he spent so much time with them and so much effort and love and prayer and and writing uh, to encourage them in Christ. So I would be careful to not, you know, take a judgmental attitude, but one of sharing the truth and love uh, and also approaching it with a lot of humility, because I think if if we're honest, those of us that know Christ as our Savior and receive Him as our Lord, we we still do struggle and we still still do um, uh, uh, wrestle. So that would kind of be my my encouragement of of how to kind of handle uh, what what we may perceive somebody who is a carnal Christian. Oh, okay. So you think that if a church is unhealthy spiritually? And, you know, and, and the attitude that I see is that, well, they're just kind of Christians. But, you know, but I, I just I just see that as a, something like to let, okay, let it go. They're safe, you know. My, my struggle is not as much as they're not perfect. I, I you know, absolutely believe that no Christian is perfect, and we can put ourselves as an right. example, anyone that's a Christian. But my, my struggle is this, that, I, you know, when you see a spiritual, uh, you know, a spiritual problem in a church, and and if you know any every time you try to approach it or you know try to see what you can do, we, we come back. To, well, there's there is carnal Christians, so you know we just have to continue preaching. But yes, I, I understand that. But can we assume that if you continue like in a carnal uh, way continually, that you might actually can we you know expose people to examine themselves that they might not actually be Christians? 
or, or is that something yeah. that we shouldn't take on or, or, or I, I should approach it differently? You know, the Bible does encourage us to examine ourselves. And, you know, I think two things will really help you, uh, David, in this process. One is is read First and Second Corinthians again, because Paul is dealing with, with carnal Christians and really see the, the tone and the love that he takes with them. And then also Galatians chapter 6, uh, it says, Brethren, if any man's overtaken in a trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest uh, you be tempted. So the, the biblical balance is always sharing the truth and love. And so it's good that you want to share the truth. We just always got to make sure that we have the love. Uh, and we're told that Jesus came in the fullness of grace and truth, and grace was first, and that opened the door up to truth. So, you know, what I hear in you is is you really have the truth and and, and allow the Lord to give you the love and the gentleness um, be in the discernment because it, it's, it's the gentleness that allows uh, the truth to be swallowed. Um, yeah, yeah. Does that no, make I sense? Sometimes I just get, you know, after seeing it for such a long time, you know, I find some sort of frustration, you know, with penitence. Sure. And I, and I don't speak yeah. this way. I'm around trying to express myself, but I don't, I don't face them this way. I just, you know, I just feel like, you know, sometimes we should speak about those things more often about self-examination, or, you know, and, and even in Corinthians, when I read the end, the end of Corinthians chapter 13, I think, 5, where, where it uh-huh. tells them towards the end that, that they should examine themselves as well, because they, you know, tested Paul and everything. Now mm-hmm. they test themselves as well. So, yeah. But yes, yes, thank, thanks for the advice. I just sometimes struggle with this, and uh, yeah, I have to continue. Yeah, yeah well, let me pray that. for you, David, okay? Let's, let's pray together. Thank you. God, thanks for David and his his love for you and his love for his church. And uh, Lord, I pray you give him wisdom. And it, it's hard to navigate these things. And we want to love one another well and, and show him, Lord, the balance of grace and truth and sharing the truth in love. And, and the truth needs to be shared, Lord, uh, and help him to have the ability to, to, to know the truth and to share it in love and the fullness of grace. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet. God bless you, David. Uh, God bless you. Thanks. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. A text question uh, that has uh, come in. What is Romans eleven twenty two about? Uh, does it refer to black backsliding? So let me turn there. Romans eleven twenty two says, "Therefore consider the goodness and severity of God and those who fell severity, but toward you goodness. If you continue in goodness, otherwise uh, you will be uh, cut off." Um, in verse 20, it says, do not be haughty, but fear. The example that Romans 11 is giving to us is the nation of Israel and God's discipline upon the nation of Israel. And then Paul writes to Gentiles and he says, don't develop a haughty spirit or a spirit of arrogance, but have one of humility before before the Lord. And so I think this is one of those verses that is encouraging us and 
and exhorting us to continue steadfast in faith uh, and not drifting away from the Lord. So hopefully that is helpful to you. Thanks for sending in that uh, text question. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Maybe you have a question about your relationship with the Lord or a certain section of Scripture. Feel free to give me a call. We do have our lines available, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. We do have lots of text questions that are starting to come in. So after the break, I will be taking those uh, text questions. Text questions are a great way to be part of the show. Just pick up your phone, pick up your device, and be able to call in at 720-336-0897. In today's show, we're emphasizing Daniel and how Daniel uh, had pressure to be conformed to this world and the world system and, and Babylon. But he and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had purposed in their hearts to, to honor God. So I pray you're encouraged by, by Daniel. Please stay with me, and we're going to take a break, and we will come right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much uh, for joining me. If you have a question, feel free to call 303-690-3000 or you can send in a text at 720-336-0897. Want to go to some text questions that have uh, come in. It says, hello, a correction in regards to the last caller. John Calvin did not preach that we were perfect in ourselves. Calvin preached that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and apart from Jesus, we are lost in our sins and separated from the uh, Father. So thank you uh, for sending in that text and that uh, clarification. Another text question asking for prayer for God's direction. Uh, my name is Freddie. Awesome, awesome job today. So thank you for that encouragement, Freddie. And I would love to pray for you and pray for God's uh, direction. God, I thank you for Freddie. Thank you that you know him, that you created him. You know exactly what's going on uh, in his life. And Lord, I pray that you would give him direction. You tell us in James chapter one, if we'll ask for wisdom, that you'll give it liberally uh, to those who ask in faith. So he's asking, Lord, would you provide the specific wisdom that he needs? Would you bless him? In Jesus' name, amen. Another text a question that comes in. Pastor Eric, I have a question for you about the Sabbath and Sabbath keeping. I know Deuteronomy 5.12 says to observe the Sabbath, but I know that keeping the Sabbath is part of the Old Testament and that we as believers live under the New Covenant and are no longer bound by the law except for the moral law in the Old Testament. What's your view on people keeping the Sabbath, and how should I be respectfully approach a Seventh-day Adventist about uh, this issue? 
Colossians 2 gives us the, the answer on this, speaking of the work of Christ, saying, uh, Having dismantled principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them. So let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or new moon or Sabbath, which are shadows of things to come, but the substances of Christ. So Sabbaths were a foreshadowing of Christ, a shadow. I think of it this way. If I were gone uh, on a trip and were coming back to, to greet my family, I wouldn't embrace their shadow. I would embrace them. And the Sabbath rest points to the rest that we have in Christ. And in Romans 14, it also gives us clarity on this, that some have the conviction to hold to the, the Sabbath, but others esteem every every day alike and that we're not to judge one another in this. So don't judge another believer who holds to uh, the Sabbath in a stricter sense, but also know you individually, you have uh, the freedom uh, in, in the Sabbath to really find your rest uh, in Christ. Uh, so I would look at Romans 14 and also Colossians chapter 2. I hope that is helpful to you. Let's go back to our phone lines to line one to Lynn in Westminster. Lynn, welcome to the program. Hey, hi, uh, Pastor Eric. God bless your uh, ministry. And I had a question about basically Genesis 6. Okay. Okay. You bet. Can you, uh, last night in our Bible study, we were studying actually in Genesis 23. It said that uh, Abraham's wife, Sarah, uh, she passed away at 127 years old. Uh, back in Genesis 6, I've, I, you know, where it says that God wouldn't contend with uh, mankind uh, anymore. He said that their years would be 120 years. Uh, my question is, the pre-flood people lived, you know, Methuselah was 960-some years and so on, and Noah was 500-plus when he had, when the flood came. But after that, the years, you could see in the Bible that people died at around 120 years. Is that... Does that mean that, or another person in my Bible study, he's a, a good brother, he said that that means that it would be 120 days until the flood came. How do you see that in Genesis 6? Do you know what specific verse uh, you're looking at in Genesis 6? Um, um, no, I'm on my phone. I'm just calling on my... Uh, it was, you know, it, where, where it talks about before the Nephilim were on the earth and, and uh -huh. after the flood, uh, right before that it says that uh, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have the reference number that, one. That's okay. Let me let me just look through here and 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 see. Uh, Genesis six five says the Lord saw their wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil. And the Lord was sorry that He made man, and He was grieved in His heart. So the Lord said, "I will destroy man and create." from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I'm sorry that I've made them. But Noah found grace uh, in the eyes of the Lord. It goes on into the genealogy uh, right. of... of, of that. Okay. You know, I can't seem to find it specifically right now, but, you know, we do see that uh, the length of people's lives uh, diminished greatly, um from the flood till after uh, the flood. So they've lived much longer. Um, looks like right. it's verse 3, so I just missed it. Genesis 6, 3 says, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for, right. mm -hmm. for he indeed is flesh, yet his days shall be 
120 years. Yeah, so I think that Jesus is, or God is speaking, uh, that the length of a man's life is, is going to be shortened uh, after the, the flood. And then another interesting thing that we, we find Moses uh, writing a psalm and saying that on average people live about 70 years you know so so after the flood uh, we we find that the age of of our lives is much shorter the length of our lives is much shorter so yeah i do right. think it's speaking to that to to the length of our lives not the the period between uh, when he said that and when the flood would come That's correct because it's it. yeah okay yep because it says yeah, 120 it years. It to me, too, that it's the length of our lives, not, not the, when the yeah. flood would come. But yeah, that, it's just a, a a sticking question that I had. So I sure appreciate your help. Yeah. God bless you, you. God bless you, Lynn. I'm excited you guys are studying the Word. That's that's awesome. So God bless you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much for listening and being part of today's show. If you've got a question about the Word or stuff that's going on in your life, feel free to give me a call, 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. A text question that has come in, uh, what is your view on the Hebrew uh, Roots uh, Movement? So the Hebrew Roots uh, Movement, are those that know Christ as their Savior, believe that Jesus is uh, the Messiah, uh, but den- but identify with the Hebrew roots uh, of the faith. Many times we'll celebrate the feasts, um, we'll celebrate uh, the Sabbath. I think that the Hebrew roots movement uh, can be good as long as it continues to focus on the fulfillment of Christ and those feasts and the Sabbath are celebrated out of the finished work of what Christ uh, has done and it doesn't slide into um, works. Uh, We're thinking you have to do these things to be sanctified or uh, do these things uh, to be closer to the Lord. You have to be careful that it it doesn't move into a legalistic uh, expression. Um, So uh, that would kind of be uh, my one warning towards the the Hebrew uh, roots uh, movement. So I hope that that is helpful to you. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open, so if you've got a question about the Word, question about things that are going on in your life, love being able to talk about uh, real things, a prayer request, please give me a call, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Today, on today's show, I just want to uh, continue to highlight Daniel. I think Daniel, his life uh, really parallels the culture that we're living in. He's taking out of his homeland, away from his family, placed into a pagan culture that worshipped idols, but yet he stayed close to the Lord and God used him in a great way. Another uh, text question that comes in, it says, along with the Hebrew roots question, do you think it's appropriate for Christians to celebrate uh, Jewish holidays? I think that it is uh, if you feel led to by the Lord. It's not required by any means, but if you want to celebrate the feasts, I think there's freedom to do that as long as uh, it is pointing to Christ and you're rejoicing in Christ and not in uh, your, your own works. 
Uh, another text that has come in, thoughts on Derek Prince uh, Ministries. I have never heard of him, so I can't be of any help uh, to you on that. But I can encourage you uh, to be what the Bible calls a Berean. It was a group of believers in the book of Acts. It tells us that they were noble because everything that they heard Paul share, they would go home and daily search the scriptures to see if it was so. So whatever you're uh, hearing uh, from Derek Prince, I would encourage you to take it to the scripture and see if you can find it in the life of Jesus, in the book of Acts, and also in the epistles. So thanks for that uh, text question. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000. Or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Jim and Aurora. Jim, welcome to the program. Jim, are you there? All right, looks like we lost Jim there on line one. Jim, if we have lost you, feel free to give us a, a call back. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Maybe you're examining believing in Christ. I'm sure not everybody who's listening to today's radio program knows Christ uh, as their Savior. And Jesus loves you. It tells us that the kindness of God uh, leads us to repentance. And repentance is turning away from sin and, and turning towards the Lord. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is a grand and great invitation. Whosoever believes on the name of the Lord, whoever believes in Christ should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you believe that Jesus exists? Do you believe that he's God, that he died for your sins and rose again? He's drawing you. He's knocking upon the door of your heart and life. And would you turn from your sin and turn to Christ and invite him to be the Lord of your life, invite him to take control of your life. If you've got questions about Christ or you'd like to receive Christ as your Savior today, feel free to give me a call. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Tanner in Windsor. Tanner, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? Great, thank you. Good. So I just had a, a question. Absolutely. And, and that's uh, just on the issue of, I was I was reading about just like, just reading into brotherly love and brotherly affection and reading about, like, what Paul says, greet one another with a holy kiss, and I was reading about Jonathan and David's relationship, and kind of what got me started on this was just hearing people say, you know, people have said, um, trying to defend homosexuality, they've mentioned maybe David and Jonathan being gay, which I don't believe. I believe that it seems like in our culture today, maybe we've... um, we try so hard not to be homosexual that we just start associating any type of brotherly affection with that. My question is, is that something we should be trying to overcome, or is it just no longer appropriate for our culture? Does that make sense? Yeah. So culture and sin and society, you know, has a way of 
twisting the scripture and the clear teaching of of scripture. Uh, you know, when the Bible refers to uh, brotherly love, uh, you know, it, it is referring to the healthy relationship that brothers would have with each other. Uh, and and to love each other uh, as brothers in the Lord, to love each other uh, as sisters uh, in in the Lord. You know, I I have an older brother; he's twenty two months older than me, and we have a great uh, friendship and a great uh, camaraderie. And that's what the Bible's teaching inside of the body body of Christ. And I think a lost and dying world and a, and a culture that is against Christ is trying to take that and, and pervert it. Uh, and so we want to hold on to the biblical teaching that we that we are to treat each other uh, with uh, brotherly love. As far as you know, the greeting each other uh, with a holy kiss. You know, in the Middle East to this day, that that's how they greet each other, and it's not it's not an affectionate kiss. Uh, it's not a romantic kiss. Uh, it's a kiss on the cheek of saying uh, hello. And the equivalent of that in, the, in American culture is a handshake and a hug. You know, um, mm-hmm. and, and it's really saying uh, be friendly to uh, one another. Make sure that everyone is being is being greeted uh, in in the love of Christ and. I've heard that uh, as well with David and Jonathan and their their friendship and and people trying to to twist that and I think David and Jonathan have an example of a really good uh, biblical uh, friendship as as godly men and and it is a, a twisted world that's trying to make that into a, a homosexual relationship and so I think we don't you know Satan's always trying to to rob people and society from truth right if he can if he can get us confused about truth then then we lose out uh and and he's trying to twist the 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 scripture to where people miss out on true biblical relationships uh and and so we want to press into uh what is the biblical teaching uh on brotherly love and and not allow a twisted culture to to rob us from that okay yeah so, yeah, that's does that really make sense? So thank you. Yeah, that's a great question, Tanner. Okay, yeah, thanks for your answer. You bet. God bless you. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Bye bye. Great question there from Tanner. Definitely worth thinking through and uh, praying through. We've got some text questions that have come in. Prayer request uh, for my sister. Kate, who's been at the hospital with our uncle for the last 24 hours. Uh, My cousin Kristen, who just got there. My uncle, who lost his brother, my dad, in February and has never recovered from that loss. And now facing his own mortality uh, for my nephew, Kate's son, struggling with alcoholism. So lots going on in this family, and we would love to uh, lift all this up to the Lord. Um, Lord, we just lift up Kate uh, at, at the hospital right now. She's there uh, with their uncle, and Lord, and for Kristen, uh, who who is, is there as well, and they've they've just had a recent loss in their family. Uh, now they're they're facing this uh, challenge. Lord, I just ask that you would comfort this family. Lord, that they could lay hold of eternal life and that you would minister to them in, in a great way. And Jesus, you'd be their Prince of Peace. We, we also pray for Kate's son who's struggling with alcohol. We just pray that you would, would set him free. So God, you know the details. You you know how this is fam, family's hurting. I know what it's like to, to be sitting in the hospital uh, with a loved one. And so God, would you minister your peace uh, in this situation in Jesus' name? Amen. 
Another text question that has come in that says, as a believer, can demons attach themselves to you or do they just flee uh, from you? You know, I, I, I don't think that uh, demons can attach themselves to us as, as believers in the sense of just kind of cling on and, and hold on to us. We know that demons can can attack but the truth from Scripture is is that where the light is, uh, darkness cannot dwell. And uh, we're told in Scripture to uh, submit to God, to resist the enemy, and he will uh, flee from you. And so Satan really has no place in our lives. Demons have no place in our lives. I would encourage you to read Ephesians chapter 6 that tells us to take on the full full armor of God, to stand strong in the the strength of the Lord if you are uh, feeling that spiritual attack. So to be direct, I think we can be attacked, but demons can't uh, attach themselves uh, to us. We have another text question uh, that comes in. Um, Let's see. Looks like uh, we're going to jump back to the phone lines. Sorry about that. Uh, let's go to line one, uh, to Debbie in Estes Park. Debbie, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I just you was wondering about that one statement that people make sometimes, and I think they say it goes with St. Francis of Assisi, um, okay. about um, acting um, like, a ki- like preach all the time, but sometimes use words if necessary or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, familiar with that quote, yeah. I just wondered what you thought about that. Yeah, I think it, it goes something like this. Uh, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. That's um, it, that's it. You know, I, I get the essence of the quote, uh, basically saying, let your actions uh, line up with with the gospel. And I think that that's definitely true. Uh, we're, we're told to to love in word and deed. Uh, and so we want to make sure that our our actions are, are gospel-oriented uh, as well. But we also do know that the gospel is preached through words. Um, and so the way that the gospel is 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 shared is is through opening our mouths and, and, and sharing what, what Christ uh, has done. And so I think the balance is, yes, by all means, we always need to be praying that our our lives line up with the gospel, um, but I do think it's necessary to, to use words uh, to be able to, to communicate the gospel. So I don't know well, if that's help, helpful you. to you. So. <laughs> I just wondered, because um, I've heard a lot of people say that, even pastors, and and I think that it's, I think it's like you said, I do think that the word is, I mean, Jesus is the word, you know, so I yeah. feel like it's really important that um, to not just assume that the way I'm behaving is enough to witness to somebody where they'll eventually sometime ask me if I'm a believer. I feel like um, there's been a couple of times when I thought I was going to try the friendship way of getting to know someone first, and they actually like died of a heart attack mm-hmm. on one of them yeah. before I even ever had a chance to tell them anything about Jesus and tell them the gospel. So I've kind of gone more where I, you know, I ask the Lord for opportunities or look for opportunities to say it, mm-hmm. you know, reading in the time while it's available, you know. But yeah. I, of course, yep. like you're saying, if we would want to live it as well, or we should live it yeah. as well. So yep. I appreciate you saying that. I just thought maybe, um, you know, as a pastor, if you were to say that on the radio, it might be helpful to somebody who was listening and thinking maybe just acting a certain way was enough, you know. Yeah, and just give them some something to think about, maybe you know. Yeah, it's good stuff to think through. 
Yeah. Well, thanks for the call. I listen to you, you every day, and I appreciate oh. what you were saying today, at least on the radio, about Hebrews, you know, and the comparison between Jesus and and the Old Testament, you know. I'm yeah. not sure if you're aware of what's playing on the radio each day. Well, they probably I, play I've, one from before, but I appreciate that comparison. It's the well, most succinct way I've ever heard it, heard it put. <laughs> well, so. well, praise God, Debbie. Thank you for listening, and you live in a beautiful city up there in Estes Park, and pray that God blesses you and continues to give you a lot of opportunities to share the gospel. So. Well, thanks. Yeah. Have a great Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to uh, Lenya on line two. Lenya, welcome to the program. Hello? Hello, how are you today? Oh, good, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. I, I didn't know you were call, uh, you know, on me because you said something like, Lenya or something. I was like, maybe that's me, Lena. <laughs> um, Sorry, I got your got your name yeah. name wrong. I'm, I'm Tell okay. me how to pronounce my, your name. Yeah, Lena. Just Lena. Lena. Um, Lena. Okay. Yeah. My question has to do with the uh, difference between the Catholic Bible and the Protestant Bible. I was raised uh-huh. Catholic, but I have been uh, born again Christian for um, quite some time. I'm in my, you know, it's like about fifteen plus years, and I always uh-huh. wondered. Um, how does the Protestant um, Bible, how do they determine or decided to take out the books that the, the Catholic Bible contains? Like, how, how does the Catholic uh, determine that those books belong in the Bible, and then when the Protestants created their own, they took them out, uh, and, and why were they taken out? Yeah, you bet. So the Protestant Bible has 66 books, uh, and then the Uh Catholic Bible has uh, 73 uh, books. Uh, And those those extra books uh, are called the Apocrypha, Um, and they have the Book of the Maccabees uh, and and the Uh Book of Wisdom. And the main reason that those are not included uh, in the Protestant Bible uh, is they don't hold true to the rest of the teaching of the Bible. Uh, okay. and, and so so as the Protestant Church was looking at putting together the Bible, uh, they looked at those books and their content and, and didn't feel that the, they lined up with the key doctrines that we find in the rest of Scripture. And so that's a, a very short answer to a long question. Also, um, yeah. if you go to a, a website called gotquestions.org and just mm-hmm. in their search engine type in Catholic Bible, there's a lot of really good articles there. Uh, that will give you a lot more information on on why they weren't included. Okay, was that what was called the canonization of the Bible, or was that yeah. what the Protestants did versus the Catholics? Yes, when when uh, the Bible was collected in those sixty six books, that is called the the canonization. Yep, it's oh, okay. when the early church leaders. Uh, looked at all of the writings and looked for the ones that were congruent uh, with with the gospel, uh, and said, "Yep, we believe this to be God's holy word." Okay. All right. Well, thank yeah. you very much for that. You bet. God bless you. Thanks all for right. calling. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. I'm going to go ahead and uh, 
take some text questions uh, that have uh, come in. One says, uh, during a thousand-year reign, will people still continue to die, or will those who are born during the millennial reign live uh, to be a thousand uh, years old? Uh, you know, I always want to try to be honest in uh, these shows, and sometimes I don't have all the information off the top of my head. Uh, you know, I am not pulling this up off of my uh, resources. So if you uh, would send me an email, I can uh, look into that. My email is on our church's website at rmcalvary.org, rmcalvary.org, and I'd love to be able to look into that uh, more fully. Thank you so much for uh, listening to today's show. It's been great to be able to uh, be with you. We're coming up to the end of today's program, and as we do so, as it's Friday, I want to encourage you uh, to take time to be in fellowship. Uh, we know it's so uh, important uh, to, to be gathered together with believers. Jesus said where two or three are gathered in his name that he's in our, our midst. And so there's, God does something very special as we gather together in worship and to be in God's word. And I'd also encourage you to really plant yourself in a local body to say, this is my home church. This is really where I feel called and begin to serve. God's given you gifts. He, he wants to, to use you to expand his kingdom and to be part of uh, his work. If you're in Southern Colorado, we would love to invite you to Rocky Mountain Calvary. We have services Saturday night at 6, Sunday morning at 9 and 11. We're starting the book of Daniel, so you can uh, read along with us, study ahead. Also, if you'd like to uh, worship with us through our live stream, you can go to RMC live stream and be able to listen to the services and worship uh, together uh, with us. As we also head into the weekend, we want to keep in mind that not everybody knows Christ as their Savior and to pray that God would give us opportunities to love people in Jesus' name, to share the gospel with them, that Jesus loves them, that he died on the cross for them and rose again, that they can have eternal life and uh, begin that relationship uh, with the Lord. So may God give us uh, opportunities uh, to be able to, to share the gospel. We would appreciate uh, your prayers down here at Rocky Mountain Calvary. We're doing a community outreach uh, tomorrow, going out into our local schools, help getting the schools ready. Ready for uh, the school year, so we would appreciate uh, your prayers. Pray that God would bless you, that you'd have a great, great weekend in the Lord. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.